1: and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: I'm Nisa. And I'm Omar. Welcome to our podcast, Help, I'm Sad. Today's episode is all about self-image the body neutrality movement, and our own relationships with our bodies. So if you're of the melancholy variety, you're a nervous wreck or anything in between, settle in and make yourself at home. So it's been a month since we've last seen each other. Yeah. How are you doing?
3: I am tired today. I'm really, I'm really tired. Um, good stress, um, preparing for the new year's, and overall, I'm trying to keep my sanity and my peace. How are you?
2: I'm stressed. I'm creatively burnt out, I think, mm. and physically burnt out. Um. I've been trying to get back into working out on a daily basis because I slipped. I was going strong for, like, all of 2021, and then, like, I hit, like, like I said, I got burnt out, and, like, now I'm just now getting back into the swing of things, but I think it's okay to take breaks, especially when you're exercising a lot because, like, you physically can get burnt out, but then it's also, like, mentally it can become a lot, I feel like, especially... I guess this ties in with the episode if you have like body image issues or whatever like you have to sometimes make time make sure that you aren't working out for the wrong reasons and like I could feel myself working out because it was like it's not bad to work out because you see results and you like the results but for someone who has like body image issues sometimes it can play into like perfectionism and like being obsessed with like looking a certain way and so I think taking a break was helpful for me because it made me realize if i take a break i'll be fine like i'm not going to (laughs) regress in any way yeah oh i'm trying to get back to setting routines and Mm -hmm. like taking active small steps towards my goals because i've slipped off because it's like when you're working a lot just to make money and you're tired all the time you let those things go and i'm trying to get back to that yeah yeah So today's episode is all about body image and our own personal experiences with body image issues. And something I came across was body neutrality, the body neutrality movement. And that's something I want to talk about because to me, I think it's healthier than the body positivity movement. And we're going to get right into what type of relationships we have with our own body in the past and in the present.
3: Okay, so the type of relationship I've had in the past, I'll just start there, has been very disconnected, mm-hmm. to put it simply. Just because um I wasn't really made aware of you know how like in school you grew up with different like nutrition charts? Like have yeah. you done the pyramid and I seen it upside down, I seen it right side up mm-hmm. with different foods in different spaces over the years, just because nutrition has just changed that much. So I just never knew what and who to trust, Mm -hmm. and so whatever mom and dad fed me, or whoever was in my caregiver was whatever I ate. I just ate, and I think a lot of your food is tied to your emotions, and so like me eating garbage all the time, I just felt like trash all the time. You know what I am saying? So yeah, it was very disconnecting and very um 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 um, alone. (laughs) I'll say that I felt I felt very alone in my body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then presently, now I'm working more towards I'm work, working on it more now, um. In the gym and eating right, um, yeah, that's how I'm. I'm I'm better now. Like now I'm I'm feeling way more connected. I feel way more in tuned. Um, breathing, like breathing, has been a very huge part because like, I can only breathe I can only talk so much before I had to take a breath and I had a, a huge problem adjusting to that you know what I'm saying and uh-huh. so now I'm having way more positive um feedback <laughs> with that so how about you
2: Uh I think for me in the past okay in the past um it was a negative relationship with my body like up until a certain point I guess when I was younger like a child I wasn't really fully aware like of what my body should look like. Yeah. Or even what I wanted it to look like. Like I didn't care. I was just playing and having fun and then it got to like a certain point where I think it happens for most girls is like middle school, high school age where you start to realize like, is my body acceptable, I guess? Mm-hmm. And I think a large part of it has to do with media but also like the people around you, like your friend group, um, and who you choose to hang out with. And. If you're in sports. I think it's also amplified. Because. Like the. The, phys- the physique that you're supposed to have. When you're in sports. Is typically like slim. And like. Slightly muscular. If you're a girl. Yeah. And so. I think those were the expectations. And I was in sports back then. But I think back then. I was. Comparing my body more to other people. Specifically white girls. Mm. And like people on screen like the only person that i can think of when i was younger that i like watched on television that i think had a healthy depiction of black girls was raven simone and that's a raven mm. because she wasn't like not that other characters weren't okay but like to me that was the only character i saw that was like a normal black person <laughs> you know like yeah. like it's not like and she was one of the few black girls that were shown on Disney Channel. And they Channel.
3: even said like she was even they were like telling her she was even considered fat because
2: yeah. To me, that her but, body type was just normal. But yeah, um, but like you know, if you're a young black girl and you're watching like Lizzie McGuire or like I don't know, I can't at the um, moment. I can't.
4: Yeah, I can't. I can think of, I can't think of anything. Hannah, Hannah, Montana. Hannah Montana. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that.
2: You're thinking yeah. like, oh, you know, you're supposed to look like that. And I wouldn't say I necessarily thought I was supposed to look like that because, at least not like consciously, I was like, oh, I want to look like them. I think it was more so like the people around me, like that I knew. Because in my mind, I'm like, that's a celebrity. Like, <laughs> you course, know, it's whatever. Right. Yeah. But like when there's people around me, when there are people around me who look similar to their body types, I'm like, oh, well, maybe I should. Yeah. And definitely in sports, there's like a lot of pressure to look slim and like, To look like you play a sport. And so I think that was what gave me a negative relationship with my body. But in the present, I think I have improved a lot. And that's just within the last few years because... Most of my life, I've had troubles with my body and like thinking that my body type is not acceptable. Not acceptable, but not acceptable for me. Like, I can fully understand that someone else might look at my body and be like, oh, I want that type of body. But for me, that's not what I want. And that's, I feel like that's typically how it is. Like, we envy other people and what we have, we don't always appreciate, whereas someone else would appreciate it. And now I've just learned to like focus on making my body healthy. Rather than making it look a certain way, and just because it does look a certain way doesn't mean it's not healthy or doesn't mean it is healthy, like if I was slim, that doesn't necessarily mean that I was healthy. You know what I'm saying, yeah, like yeah. it's all about like the internal parts, even your mental health,
1: Definitely. and
2: now I would say my relationship with my body type or with my type my body <laughs> <laughs> is better um because I prioritize my health versus my aesthetic, mm-hmm. like the outside of what I look like,
4: yeah
2: and. I just focus on like moving my body like before I would be obsessed with like, okay, well, I have to run a lot or I have to lift a lot of weights when really it's like, okay, if I'm not feeling good that day, maybe I just go for a walk. But it's still good to get your body moving. And I think, like I said before, sports has a lot to do with that mentality, because at a certain point I thought if I wasn't running for like three hours straight, like I used to when I was playing volleyball and like after school, we'd have three hour practices and we were moving the whole time. Like, I'm not going to look like that now because I don't do that anymore. And I'm older. Yeah. So I'm trying not to hold my myself to that standard of what I used to look like and just, like, accept this new version of me that's still okay, just like the last version of me.
3: Yeah. Because th- honestly, I think, like, a piece of everybody stays in high school. And, like, mm-hmm. you mark that way you were in high school and kind of, like, be that your entire life, you <laughs> yeah. gotta fluctuate in and out of that. Yeah, and I kind of come to like the re- realization that I'm never gonna be my high school weight again. And so, having to like come into terms with forming the body I'm given now, you know what I'm saying, yeah. like and really cultivating what I can with what I have instead of dreaming about or fixating on something that is not re- realistic, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about? um? body positivity in the movement that is happening
2: um i think the body positivity movement's great for some people and i think it's harmful for other people for me personally i don't relate to it (laughs) because i think like it depends on where you are in your relationship with your body i think there's nothing wrong with having a positive outlook on your body i think that's healthy but for some people you're just not there yet you know what i'm saying and like for me I'm not there yet (laughs) and I don't know if I'll ever be there um, because I can be a highly critical person. Like I criticize myself a lot and I'm a perfectionist. And so for me being more body neutral, which is kind of just like instead of saying, Oh, my body is beautiful. I'm just saying my body exists. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And like it has capabilities, like it's a capable body, meaning like it's here to help me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not, the goal of my body isn't to be like something to view necessarily, it's like to also be to help me stay alive to like
1: me, my yeah to help me and, get to point yeah. a to
2: point b, all that stuff. so yeah. um, I prefer to look at it that way, but I know some people need the body positivity movement to help with their their relationship with their body, but it's just something that I'm not comfortable with because you know like some people are like, oh, say you know positive affirmations about your body and look in the mirror and I've tried that and it feels dishonest for me like it feels like you're lying to yourself which I know there's an element of lying to yourself in affirmations. like (laughs) you have to project what you want right a manifesting of yeah sorts but to me it's also not genuine for me which is hard because then I won't believe it you know what I'm saying like I'll just take a step maybe one day I'll be able to get to that point where I can't say those positive affirmations but for now I just need to tell myself that like my body is doing what it's doing like what it's supposed to be doing that like I don't have to use my body as like an ornament. It can be like an instrument. You know what I'm saying? Right, like right, right. I, that's what I personally
3: need. Right? How about you? Um, yeah, I think that that's. I think you explained it the best way in terms of just not wanting my body to be an ornament, but just be like an instrument. Mm-hmm. Because I know, because you realize, if if anybody has gone through any childhood trauma, you realize like you are. The soul within the body, mm-hmm. and so the whole my whole thing has been like, how do I prolong the vessel that holds the soul, yeah, so that I can so I can pursue and fulfill, hopefully fulfill my purpose. Because we're not get hope promised tomorrow, but you know we hope for hope for the day. Um, and so the whole posit- the whole body positive movement, I think, is. I think the intentions was in a good place. And I mm-hmm. think for people who are, who really do struggle with self-esteem issues, that are not, that are out of their control, you know, that was kind of placed upon them. They need something. They need to know that within themselves, they can empower themselves and that they're not looking outside of anybody else validation of what the, what that person thinks they should look like. Yeah. Affect how they appear on a day to day basis. So on that end, I think that's a good, it's, it's, it does its purpose but again not, not, it's not it's not it's not, a, it's not like a one size fit all situation yeah. like you say you don't identify you identify it being neutral and I get that um but for me I guess I guess I don't ever I don't have really grown up with males really talking about their bodies in 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 a way that is demeaning so it's just like mm-hmm. it's either yeah. you it's either you have the physique that women like women want or you do not and you <laughs> yeah. kind of you kind of be accustomed to that and you find women who are just adjusted to that the idea of what a superior male alpha body type is supposed to look like you know superior alpha woman's body type is supposed to look like you know what I'm saying like yeah you just kind of wing yourself off of that idea like I can't I'm not I got man boobs I don't have a not, got, like like I don't have like the like, I don't have Maybe I'm maybe I am lazy. <laughs> that might be a part of it, but other parts like I'm just not formed that way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm
2: not built that. <laughs> I'm yet.
3: just not built. I try, man. I don't really. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying actively in the yeah. gym, trying to see what my body looks like at its most healthiest. But I'm not. I don't have an image of like the six pack right. or the pecs. I don't have that image, but. I, it's a it'll be, it's a good idea, you know what I'm saying, like, okay, cool, I'd be great
2: <laughs> like if it happens it if happens, happens right, right. I hope
3: I don't I it go to my head,
2: <laughs> but that's one thing I want to talk about because I think it's interesting, like because I'm a woman, I don't know what it's like to be a man, obviously, yeah, but like I think it's interesting that men think that women want a certain thing, you know what I'm saying, like some men firmly believe that like a woman will want a man with like a six pack and like I don't know, veins for, like, you know, I personally don't like that. It creeps me out. It stresses me out. With the veins, where? Yes, like, in your arms and stuff. You know, like, I don't know why. It gives me anxiety. I feel like the blood vessels are going to pop or something. I think that's always kind of cool. I feel like their blood (laughs) vessels are going to pop and it gives me anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I think it's so interesting because it's kind of, like, that's... I don't see where anyone, like, any woman has ever said that that's what they want. And I think most women... I'm not gonna say this because I don't I'm not gonna make a blanket statement about women, but I think many women will obviously like that about a man. Like so I think the goal is to just take care of yourself. You know, like if yeah. a woman sees that, then they like that. Yeah. But it's not like, oh, this person has to be unless it comes to height. I'm gonna be honest. A lot of women are like, You have to be this soft. But <laughs> that's just,
3: that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah.
2: But like even then I think it's kind of like it's more about what you have on the inside and like your willingness to like never stop working on yourself, not meaning just physically, but like other aspects of yourself as well. But I think some men think because of movies and stuff like that, like that women want men that are like ripped and like super buff and stuff. Yeah. And from my experience, I don't think that's necessarily the case. Like, I don't think like women are going to be like mad about it, but I, I think they're not like they're settling, but they're, they're okay with that because it's about who you are. Yeah. But for me, I feel like when it comes to men viewing women's bodies, it's very like, it's kind of the other way around where it's like, I'm going to value this person once I see their body. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like I'll take in their body and then then I'll decide if I want to get to know them more rather than like the other way around. Yeah. And I'm not saying women aren't superficial because they are. Okay, women are very superficial. But I I think for men, and because I've been told men are visual creatures, okay, I think that's a more important component, and I think women internalize that. And it's not just men, like, it's society. Like, I'm not saying, like, men have been, like, the bad people here, but I'm saying, like, society has made women feel like their bodies have to be perfect to be accepted or to get male attention or to be valued in any sort of way and the reason they feel that way isn't just like because they're crazy it's like literally if you you strippers make a lot of money because they objectify themselves you know what i'm saying yeah. and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because get your money right
3: well, exactly and if you're, you're
2: a, not- like do what you have to do but right. i'm saying like at the end of the day it just goes to show that men value that to the point where they're willing to spend thousands of dollars. Yeah. And I just don't see that in women. Not saying, like, women do go to strip clubs yeah. for, like, to watch other men, but it's not the same way. Like, it's not, the people, like, women aren't, women rappers aren't talking about, I'm going to the strip club for men, like, to watch men, and yeah. I'm spending thousands of dollars. But you'll hear in a rap song that men do that. And so, to me, I just think it's interesting that men kind of put it on themselves like to look a certain way when you don't have to like that's just a standard you've set for women and so you think that's a standard that you should have for yourself
3: yeah and as i was about to say because i think i think it just comes with the society being very 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 hyper sexualized yeah and men attributing to the fact that we visually you know ostracize women for Mm -hmm. their bodies and i think that it just for as a man, it just makes sense for a man to think, "Hey, this woman doesn't look visually beautiful until I see her completely naked, and after that, that's I'll make an assumption, okay, uh, uh, assessment mm-hmm. for them to think she think she might she had she has to be thinking the same way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like It's always like, oh, you want to uh, provide a protector, but can you do the same thing, or can you like provide and protect the same in a different way, but like in the same context that i need yeah again, you know what i'm saying so i think that that makes sense that makes sense
2: has your physical appearance ever impacted your mental health
3: um let's we'll say yes <laughs> i think because you know um what you put in, like i said what you put in your body mm-hmm. affects how you, i think you think and how you operate it, like if you if you eat nothing but mcdonald's all day and you're planning to take a run on at the end of the day i don't think you're gonna be as motivated to do that if you were versus you drinking water and vegetables and fruits or whatever throughout the day and then like all oh, gonna take a run great you feel like you got the energy to do it um but in terms of me and my mental health i think it has tremendously because it's like you grew up with social media and what people want in relationships and what they're looking for and i think i fed into that idea of like a woman not gonna want me because i don't i'm not pursuing the gym or i'm not you know Mm -hmm. lifting weights or i'm not i don't look a certain way and i think that took a toll because um i never want to i don't think i ever wanted to be as superficially involved with what but other people thought of me,
4: yeah,
3: more than I thought of myself, mm-hmm. but I had to figure out why, but like, I felt like I had a personal mission to figure out like why I'm affected so what so much, you know what I'm saying, yeah, and so I didn't want to bring anybody else into that fold after a while because it's like nobody's dealing with body issues, but me, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. everybody else seems happy and healthy with what they have and whatever, but I'm still like in my. In my bag about it, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and then it doesn't help because and it and it's also another component where you have people around you who maybe bring attention to the the parts of you that you not, are necessarily the most joyous about. You know what I'm yeah. saying, and I think that played a, a huge part. Too.
2: Yeah, my physical appearance or, like, my feelings about my physical appearance have always impacted my mental health. I think it's also the other way around, you know? Like, if I'm in a bad mental place, then I'm not going to do things to take care of myself. So then it becomes, like, a cycle where it's, like, then I feel bad about myself because I don't feel it. I feel like I don't look good or I feel like I'm not taking care of myself the way that I should. Um I know for me, like, when you're talking about the food part, I definitely can relate to, like, having guilt when I eat food. Like, certain foods. Yeah. Like, if I, and it's only because of, like, what's associated with it. Like, so, like, carbs. If I eat carbs, like, I feel guilty. Or if I eat sugar, I feel guilty. I don't feel as guilty as I used to. <laughs> Listen. Because it's, like, a lot of energy okay. to expend on feeling guilty when it's like okay at the end of the day i just need this piece of bread like <laughs> <laughs> it's,
3: it's make or break. Right. I need <laughs> a break
2: exactly and i've also felt guilty for like emotionally eating like eating when i'm anxious or eating when i'm depressed and feeling like why can't i just like do the more constructive thing which would probably be to work out or like no, for do something else. But then sometimes it's like, I just don't have the capacity. Like I just don't have it in me and that's okay. But tomorrow I'll try to do better. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I've learned that, but it took a long time to get there. And I still have moments where I'm like, okay, I can only have like one piece of bread a day because like, I know I'm going to feel guilty later. Or I'm going to feel stressed out and like, I have to work out, you know?
3: Just in term, like I got to a point where I just got tired of seeing pimples on my face because I decided to eat too much sugar that mm. day. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah, like I really just be have I have no energy because I've ate, eaten nothing but fast food the whole entire day. Be- just because it was one convenient and two, just because I just had a taste for it. And that's yeah. and me having a taste for it, I think comes out of the association that is, like, linked to my depression or linked to my anxiety mm-hmm. or linked to me stressing and wanting to alleviate that stress and know yeah. that it's going to be okay because you yeah. have comfort in knowing that this is food conveniently right now. You know what I'm Isn't saying? Isn't that
2: crazy? Like, yeah. That, like, I mean, <laughs> I like, some people turn to, like, drugs for that, but, like, other people turn to food yeah, or both. But, like, I think it's so interesting that, like, And I know when it's happening in the moment. Like, I can feel it happening in the moment. Like, I can... And before, I wasn't able to, like, detect it in the moment. Mm -hmm. But, like, now I can. It's like, if I'm stressed out or I feel sad, I can feel myself reaching for that sugary thing or that, like, really, like...
3: It's gotten so bad, my mouth started watering. (laughs) Like, I feel... I'm feeling very depressed, very stressed out. My head kind of hurts. My mouth started watering. I'm not hungry. 'cause I just ate probably an hour ago, Or I just had you know what I'm saying,
4: yeah,
3: whatever the case may be, but but since I'm feeling this way, I might as well, and I like and I don't like well, I'll talk to people, but I don't really like talking to people in the moment, like mm-hmm. I'm had to work on that, like talking to people in the moment when something's happening, just so I can like have a a board like a sounding board? sound board, yeah. you know a whole person, so, yeah, yeah, my mouth start watering and everything. <laughs> Just, it's like it's like one of those bells like how do they what's the test when they oh yeah the, bell? the
2: um <laughs> what's it called was it is it pavlov yeah pavlov
3: oh yeah. Uh, yeah yeah it's like that <laughs> <laughs> it's my heel hear something of a fast food restaurant association i'll be like okay need to go there
2: <laughs> or like or i'll use food as a, re- a reward like, mm. I did something stressful today, or I did something, like, that I didn't want to do. Or, like, I'd be like, oh, I worked out, so I should reward myself. Right. <laughs> like, <this laughs> right? No, for real. So this is
3: counterproductive. Right. You need to go right back into the gym.
2: Right. In this episode, we also wanted to talk about body dysmorphic disorder, which is, I feel like, a topic that has become more popular or more talked about. Um, however, I don't feel like it's talked about much within the black community yeah. and how it affects us. I know for me, I definitely didn't realize I had that until I started hearing about that phrase, like body dysmorphia, and I learned about it in therapy as well. So I think it's important to define what body dysmorphia is and like the disorder with it, and then also talk about how it may have affected us um, in the past or in the present. So what is body dysmorphic disorder? It's a mental disorder in which a person is preoccupied with an imagined physical defect. As a result, people with this disorder see themselves as quote unquote ugly and often avoid social exposure or turn to plastic surgery to try to improve their appearance. BDD, body dysmorphic disorder, shares some features with eating disorders and obsessive compulsive disorder. Someone with BDD focuses mainly on one body part rather than fixation on their body as a whole. So, when I was researching this, It was basically, like, so when you have a body image disorder or, like, an eating disorder, sometimes you'll focus, like, just on, like, losing weight. So, like, basically your whole body. Like, you just want to lose weight all over. Yeah. But people with BDD focus on, like, one specific part of their body and think that that's, that part of their body is ugly and that it needs to be fixed. Or that that one part makes the rest of their body ugly. Right. So, like, maybe someone has, like, a big nose and they, like, fixate on that. Or, like... I don't know, like maybe like someone hates their thighs and that's like the only thing they focus on. That's what someone would focus on if they had like body dysmorphic disorder. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Do you think you've ever suffered from body dysmorphia or BDD?
3: Um, after listening to that, I don't think I have. Um, of course, I've called myself ugly before. It's let's be real. Um, yeah. But
2: I think a lot of people say that yeah yeah so
3: i other than that and fixating on like the the totality of my body not just like one part i I wouldn't say i dealt with it that much but i can definitely i can definitely see where dysmorphia can arise because i know there's specific parts of my body where i may may be more attentive to yeah and where of but it's not like to the point where it's, I, I'm isolating that part of my body. Yeah, and that's being, what like, I was thinking, too. It, like, you know. Yourself. Yeah,
2: that's what I was thinking, too, because I was like, when I read this, I was like, well, <clears throat> from my initial understanding, I thought body dysmorphia was also, like, you imagine that you're bigger than you are or, like, yeah. you're smaller than you are or whatever. That's what I thought it was, and I think that is a component to it Cause as I well. Because I definitely ha- think that. Like, yeah, I think- because when I was in high school, like, I have a video in my phone of when I was playing volleyball in high school and I was thin. But I very much remember when I was, during that time, I thought I was the size I am now. <laughs> like, I would look in the mirror and I would think that. And yeah. I right now, I can't fathom that I was... That's that small. And I took it I took it for, for granted. granted. I took it for granted. <laughs> okay, and I can't go back. That's right. what I'm saying. That's so really I'm, sad. <laughs> I'm like the body that I had back then is the one that I want now. And that's crazy that back then I was like hating it. And I thought it was ugly and I thought it was fat and all that stuff. And I think I didn't really when back then. It was hard to like, know that that's what it was because it wasn't really talked about, especially like within the black community. I just feel like there also are certain standards within the black community that if you don't fit into it, That's a whole separate thing. So, like, you have society standards, which is like back then. Yeah. Like I don't know, was it 2010 or something? (laughs) Like back then, it's like big butts weren't necessarily in. It Mm -hmm. was like just be thin and like wear have no muffin top, so you can wear low rise jeans. (laughs) Like. (laughs) (laughs) But like now, it's like oh, you want to have like small waist, big butt. Um. I guess some people want big boobs. I can't relate to that because. I'd rather not, but like, (laughs) you know, um, but like,
3: no, no, I wouldn't, no, I don't have boobs. (laughs) (laughs) I feel attacked.
2: But like, I think that's also what's hard is that like, there's probably cases of body dysmorphia within the black community that go undetected because they don't fit into the mainstream view of what is beautiful. Yeah. So like for us, what is beautiful is being thick and like, you know, that's what's, popularized and like what's worshipped is like a body that's full figured more yeah, so yeah. whereas in mainstream back then i'm not saying now but, like back then it was like you want to be thin and you want to have like more european features i guess mm-hmm. whereas now everyone wants to be a black woman okay but that's, a, that's <laughs> another thing really cool. right but like Back then, it was like, okay, well, my hips are too wide, or, like, my butt's too big, or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. like.
3: and I also think, like, there's an area complex in terms of, like, people down south, they were mm-hmm. always thicker, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was, like, a normal thing for me to see when I went down south, versus up north, people are way more active, are or, or trying to assimilate to more of the idea what they think society yeah. will glorify more. yeah. Um, so, like, understanding and seeing those two, so, those two aspects, I think, um, definitely confused me even more in terms of, like, knowing, like, what's acceptable and what's not, like, we, are we eating hog and going to the gym at the same time, or are we eating <laughs> clean and just walking right? it out, like, what are we right? doing, like, I need to know, so, yeah.
2: Yeah, and so, I want to talk a little bit about what body dysmorphia might look like in black people. So when I was researching for this episode, let's just say there's like not a lot out there. There could be by specific people, but a quick Google search was not helpful. (laughs) Um, But I do know that body dysmorphia happens to everyone. So what I have had personal experience with is that for me as a young black girl, I did fixate on my hair specifically and that not fitting in. Um, I wouldn't say it was to the point of like, I wouldn't say it's to the point of where I felt like I had to. Well, maybe that's not true. Maybe it was. <laughs> maybe it was to the point I felt like I had to make drastic changes because I got a relaxer, um, which is damaging. But um, I, I think for me, that was the one area of my body. I mean, there were other parts, but that was one area of my body where I compared myself to a lot of people. Mm. Like in sports, I was mainly around other white girls. So I was like, oh. Like, we we talked about this in another episode. Yeah. Why doesn't my hair, like, bounce the same way? Mm-hmm. And, like, um, why is my hair so much more work than, mm-hmm. you know, white girls? Why don't they understand that, like, I can't hang out because I have to wash my hair? And that's a right. full day process. Or, right. like, you know what I'm saying? And so, or my hair isn't as I can't as do long- wake up and go. I have right. to,
3: like, actually do stuff to make it look <laughs> right, moisturized and presentable <laughs> to or myself. Or, like, telling...
2: You know? Like, I once told my friend, like, oh, you know, when you get a perm, you know, um, which is also known as a relaxer, our hair goes straight. And my white friend was like, no, perms make your hair curly. And I was like, for white people, but for (laughs) black people, it it goes straight. Right. And so I think it's just, like, and also, like, not seeing your natural hair back then, Like, other people wearing their natural hair, I think, was also really damaging for me because I was like, okay, well, this is just, like, my fate is to always have a relaxer. And even though I'm losing my edges and, (laughs) you know, the hair, there's, like, pieces of my hair that aren't the same length, it's worth it because it means my hair is straight. Yeah, yeah. And I fit in with other people around me who are my age. Yeah but um some people of color may not focus on their hair but they might focus on skin tone or like hyperpigmentation. I know that some people really struggle with that and like wanting to have the appearance of like an even skin tone. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think that's something that could fall into body dysmorphic disorder. Um if you guys feel comfortable, maybe on Facebook you guys can like talk about your own experiences with body dysmorphia because I am interested to see how other black girls and boys when they were younger or even now how they've experienced body dysmorphia you know whether that's like in the mainstream world or even just within the black community
3: yeah and then and then if if you have ever been in a relationship how that affect how did you your body dysmorphia affect how you were in a relationship versus where you when you're on your own so i would like to hear your thoughts on those things
2: in what ways do you practice self-love regarding your self-image
3: um self love equals self care mhm equals self image so yeah. my self care process looks like um a facial routine a face routine every every night yeah um it looks like uh two showers every day <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. honestly and like one shower is just like for me to just Release or take the day off. Oh, off of me to other showers. You know, obviously to be clean. But <laughs> it looks like that. It looks like um trying new things. Like just this recently, this past weekend, I went to I had a Groupon. I thought I was getting a facial, but it was just an eye massage. It was a what? Eye massage. I'm grateful for it anyways. Because, Wait, how does that work? Well, okay. So I had goggles on with my face, oh, okay. and they had like a little machine thing, and it just rubbed around the eyes. You didn't and, feel
2: like your eyeballs were gonna get popped
3: out? Like- <laughs> no. Well No. But then okay. they had like the little noise of like the rain and like Oh okay. It was very I don't know why I spent my money on it. But it was, was it relaxing? Experience. Yeah, it was okay. relaxing. I almost fell asleep. Okay. Oh hardly. <laughs> and then um they put like cream under my eyes and then they had like a little roller and they had rolled under my eyes. But I thought it was gonna be a full facial but it was a eye massage, so it was really like my mind tricked me into thinking i was getting way more than i really got but Mm -hmm. that was a part of my self care and aside from the frustration of (laughs) not getting what i thought it was like the thought my thought was like i went into this wanting to take care of myself i went into this look to look out for myself um another way is me eating and the Mm -hmm. way i eat i'm trying to lean more towards veganism i don't want i don't know if i am gonna be a full-time vegan in this lifetime but i mean that's not it's not a bad goal just because i want to eat clean and i want to be as active as possible and feel energized because you know i just want to have that energy um but yeah that that's me that's me practicing self-love and of course yeah that's it that's all i got (laughs) the face the the face routine like take care of my face like washing it putting a toner and like <laughs> like all the moisturizers and like I'm really into that right now. So I think that's yeah. my top way I take care of myself in the image.
2: So yeah, I I do some of that stuff. Like I mean obviously I wash my face every day and I like take showers and stuff. Um but like aside from like the mandatory stuff like that the stuff that everyone honestly should be it doing. didn't feel
3: mandatory to to me yeah. as, as a kid. Like it was like it was optional. it wasn't optional, obviously, but it was if like My emotional loneliness made it feel like it was an option. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's why I stood with that.
2: But I, like, for self-love, I try to, like, not... If I can't say anything positive about my body on that day or in that moment, I try to just not say anything. (laughs) Like, just try not to have a negative feeling about my body. And if I do, to, like, replace it with a body-neutral statement um i exercise and i've shifted from exercising to look a certain way for exercising to feel a certain way yeah um i go to therapy that helps me um i try to do things that i enjoy doing like reading or writing um if i'm not feeling like exercising a certain day i try to at least get my body moving in some way yeah
3: um, I mean, peace doesn't look like a lot of stuff. Yeah, that I think we think it should look like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like my at my most peace. I was not on social media. Right, like I was.
2: That's a good way to planting. love yourself is to not be on social media. No, really, because you really... start comparing yourself and like thinking you're not enough or you don't look how you know your favorite influencer looks.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um. And in reality, like if you really think about a lot of people use filters and a lot of people are sucking in. I know I'm sucking in most of the time. No, for real. There's no point.
3: Right. Yeah, I'm definitely breathing. Like I'm Holding my breath, breath, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, so I talked a little bit about body neutrality um, and body neutral affirmations. And so body neutral affirmations can help redirect negative thoughts about your body. And some examples of that would be I am more than a body. Or, my body is an instrument, not an ornament. Or, I know my body is good regardless of its appearance. I am worthy of love and affection, whatever my looks. I aim for progress, not perfection. Those would be some body-neutral affirmations that you could use. There are loads of body-neutral affirmations out there, and I'll leave the website that I got these from linked in the show notes. Before we end the episode, I just want to say, it's okay if you don't love your body yet. Most of us don't. We're a work in progress, and we'll never be perfect. But we can learn to love ourselves along the way.
3: <laughs> yeah, and um, it, if thinking of yourself as an ornament is too stressful, just think of yourself as an instrument, and to make sure your instrument is at tip top shape for what its purpose to do outside of what people think you're supposed to do. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Um, so work out, drink water, um, hey, black people will see moss exists. So please, <laughs> um, get up on that and sleep, rest, Yes. sleep. Yes. Is very please important. rest.
2: Also, please leave a rating and review on Apple podcasts. If you haven't already, it helps us get our podcast out there and, um, recommend our podcast to other people. Um, share the podcast if yes, you sure. like it. And please engage with us on social media because it's very lonely out there.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, please. We're trying. We're really trying. But we need people to engage with us for us to engage with social media. So please please talk to us. And love your bodies.
2: Yes. Oh, and our social media is in the show notes. Yes. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Help them sad. Yep. All right. See you in the next episode. (laughs)
3: You know why I used to, this is the, I feel bad for you saying this out loud, but when I wanted to be sad when I was a kid, all I thought about was my dad.
2: That's what I think about too. <laughs> like, when I want to get serious and sad, I think about my dad leaving yeah.
3: me. <laughs> I think my dad abandoned me at some points in my life. Yeah.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods.